I think our dream team wants to say hello today. Come on, dream team. Let, it, let everybody know. Good to see you at church today. Yeah, so we're, we are um, doing something that I like to do every once in a while, and that is uh, just a couple times a year, I like to take a break from what is our normal weekend service, uh, where we do series and teaching series, and I want to just kind of take today and give you some vision, all right? I want to give you some vision on where we're headed over the next few weeks, what, what we're doing, what the plans are over these next several months, but also our spiritual vision, what God's vision for this house is. And so um, if you've got your message notes, you can go ahead and pull those out. And on the screen, if you've heard this verse, you've probably heard it in the King James Version, all right? And that is Proverbs 29, 18. It says that where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And so if, if uh, the, the, the message paraphrase says it this way, that where, where there is, if we go on to the next one, uh, on the message, this paraphrase says, if people can't see what God is doing, okay, God's doing something. Do you agree? God's doing something. And if we can't see that, if we don't, if we don't attend to it, if we don't look at it, if we don't lean into it, we're going to stumble all over ourselves. You ever stumbled all over yourself before? Yeah. But look at this. When we attend to what he reveals, when he gives us vision for our lives, when he says, this is the direction I want you to go, this is where we're headed. When we attend to that, we are, everybody so, say those words, we are the most blessed. We are the most blessed. So what I want to do over, over these next few minutes today is give you clear direction for our lives, but also clear direction as a church. I want to kind of show you where we're headed over these next few weeks. And that is the first thing. I want to let you know three weeks from today, we are, it's opening Sunday. I don't even know what to call it, but September the 20th. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an incredible day. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about uh, September 20th here in just a little bit. But we're just, I don't know whether we're calling it launch day 2.0 like, or, or opening. I don't know what we call it. But we're going to have our first in-person service that day. And what we have today is we, we, have, we have the dream team in the room, and they're here doing trainings all throughout uh, today. And, uh, and so that's going to happen over the next several weeks. But on September the 20th, we're opening up for everybody and anybody who walks through, the, through those doors to know the love and power of Jesus Christ. Amen? So what we would, what we would ask is, that um, because we're still in the middle of this pandemic is it, when you attend, just bring a mask and, and uh, we're leading by example. We're wearing those masks or shields and our first through fifth graders will be wearing those, but our smaller kids won't be. And then, you know, as, as we kind of get released by those in authority over our state and our nation, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be changing that as, as they allow us to. But we want to just, we want, we don't, we're not wearing it for us, maybe. Maybe you're wearing it for somebody else, but we gotta wear it for the consideration of people around us, amen? So, uh, but, but also, I wanna let you know, on September the 20th, we're, gonna, we're launching three services, all right? So somebody said, are we just gonna be able to have one service? And I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't know if we can just have one service. So we're gonna change the service times up just a little bit. When we were at McNeil, we would often have just 15 minutes between a service, Right, I mean, we, we would end a service and we'd just get finished dunking some people and it'd be time to go preach another message. Or, or we would uh, just be finished cleaning the toys and here's new kids coming in. And so we're gonna move the service times just a little bit 
to give us some room to turn over the, the church, right? So we've got a parking lot that we've got to get people in, out, in and out of, ingress and egress, right? And we've got toys that need to be sent sanitized. we got coffee that needs to be brewed. Come on, somebody. We've got to have that coffee, all right? We, so we're going to shift them just a little bit from 8.30 to 8, from 10 to 9.45, and then from 11.30 to 11.30, all right? We're going to keep 11.30 the same. So that's, that's our new service times over these next few, um, uh, when we start on the 20th. But then coming up this fall, I'm pumped about this fall. It's going to be fall, y'all, all right? So I'm pumped about it. And that is in November, November the 8th through the 29th, we're doing our At The Movies series, which is going to be one of the best ways for you to experience the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's one of the best ways to present the gospel. And here's what I'm asking you to do. Even now, just begin to think about who you're going to invite to that series. Because one, one, a couple times a year, I ask you, hey, have somebody who doesn't go to church sitting next to you, right? We're not a church that's all about us. We're, about church who don't, uh, we're, we're a church about people who don't know Jesus, amen? And so I'm asking you to invite some people. And this series is a collision of biblical truths and blockbusters, right? We just take, we take some popular movies, we find some nuggets of biblical truth in them, and, and we, just, we just see what the Bible has to say about that, and it is an incredible way for people to come to know Jesus. So be thinking about who you're going to invite for that. And then after that is our legacy offering, and legacy is one of those offerings where we say we're going to look for ways that we can just be a blessing outside of the church walls. And last year we gave over $20,000 away to people in our city, in our state, and around the world. Come on, somebody. That is what the church is all about. So that's coming up, and then right on the heels of that, we've got, we've got the Christmas Eve services. Now, Christmas Eve was so popular last year that we had to, we had to do ticket reservations for seating. And this year, I think we're going to have to do that again. I think it's just going to be one of those services that people want to be in. They want to be here. And so you mark your, your calendar for that, and, and uh, that's, that's getting ready to come, come uh, just in a few months, right? Just a couple months away. And then one thing I want to just close with is we, we're talking about vision, where we're headed over the next few weeks, is I want to celebrate something, and that is um, that we're getting ready to move in this building in a few weeks, and, and uh, if you have seen it, man, there's a lot left to do. There's some things that we've got to get done here, and, and by God's grace, it's all going to be accomplished, but I want to let you know that as we get in here, we're getting in here with zero debt. We don't owe anybody anything. Come on, somebody. Yeah, and that's because of your generosity, because of your giving, and I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being generous, amen? All right, well, um, if, you, uh, if you stick around City Hope long enough, you're going to hear our vision in just about every message. There's going to be part of our vision in every message. I'm going to talk about it on a regular basis, and, and what I want you to know today is that that. Our vision for your life is really not our vision, but it's God's vision for you. That all throughout Scripture, we see four things that the Bible continually talks about over and over and over again. And I want to talk about those four things. You, you probably know what they are, but I want to refresh you on those four things. And, and, and the first one is this. God's vision for our lives is that we would know God. That we would know God. That's really what, that's really what we want. We want you to know God. 
And I'm not talking about like, a, oh yeah, I know Jesus. I'm talking about a life-giving personal relationship that's dynamic, it's real, it's freeing. It's one of those relationships that you want to know him and he wants to know you. It's a real relationship where you know God. And along the way, he's going to show you some things, show you some areas where you're hurting. He's going to show you some things in your life that need to change. He's going to show you maybe some habits or addictions or some things that you're going through that don't just hurt him, but it hurts you. And that's why we say God wants us to find freedom. He wants us to settle our yesterdays, to settle the past, to get past our past and so that we can live in the freedom that he has for us. He wants us to find freedom. But beyond that, he wants us to discover a purpose for our lives, that we were born for purpose with a purpose, that there is a reason why he created us. Come on, somebody. And all of that is so that we can make a difference. I don't know if that's on there or not, but it's so that we can make a difference. That's why God has created us. That's why we are here, so that we can make a difference. Now, I want to go through it backwards, and, and it looks like we don't have to make a difference here. And so uh, we would start here. If God's ultimate dream for our lives is that we would make a difference, then we can't do that until we discover purpose. But we can't discover purpose for our lives until we find freedom. We got to get past some things, but we can't find freedom until we take the very first and most important step, and that is that we come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's the most important step, and it all starts there. Everything else, all of the rest of this can't even be accomplished without knowing God. We've got to know God. So, so what I want to do today is I want to just nudge you a little bit. Have you ever had somebody come up to you in the hallway, and they kind of just throw a shoulder into you? And it's like, they're just playing around, but it's kind of like they bump into you and, and you kind of, you stumble a little bit. That's kind of what I'm doing today. If we were in traffic, I would give you a little beep beep, right? You know what a beep beep is, don't you? The, the difference between a beep and a beep beep is a beep. That is, come on, fool, what are you doing? Drive, it's green. That's. That's that one. But uh, a beep beep is, hey, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but the light's green. <laughs> I, I, you, you may be on your phone, but beep beep, just, just letting you know. I'm kind of giving you a beep beep, all right? If you, if you see somebody walking down the sidewalk and you go beep beep, that's a, hey, how you doing? Hey, it's one of those. And so I'm just trying to get your attention today. That's what I'm trying to do as we go through this service. And I know that I need to be nudged every once in a while. In fact, some of the biggest and best decisions of my life came because somebody nudged me. The reason we started this church when we did was because a, a pastor and coach of mine, Ed Funderburk, in 2017, when I was dropping him off at his hotel in Alabama, he said, Ben, how old are you? And I said, well, I'm, I'm 35. And he said, that's the ripe age of a church planter. And that's the nudge that I needed to just lean into that dream that God had put in our hearts that we were supposed to plant this church. And so that's what I'm trying to do. Are you willing to let me nudge you a little bit? Can I nudge you? All right, I'm going to nudge you. And, and here's the deal. It's easy for, it, it, we all need to be nudged because it's easy for us to fall into that win-then syndrome. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like, 
Well, you know, one day when we have kids, then we'll serve in the nursery. But then when you have kids, you say, one day when we don't have kids, then we'll serve in the nursery. <laughs> Come on, you know. Uh, one day when we buy our house, then we'll host a small group. One day, when we get out of debt, then we'll start to tithe. We'll start to be generous. One day, when, then. That's the syndrome that I'm talking about. And it's easy, so easy for us to fall into that syndrome. And I'm just here to nudge you. I'm just here to beep, beep, just, just kind of get your attention. And no matter how long you've been coming to City Hope, no matter how long you've been a Christian, no matter, no matter what, there is always another step for us to take. Can I tell you that... I, as your pastor, I have steps I need to take. I've got, I've, got, I've got issues. And if you say you don't have issues, well, then that is your issue, right? Because we all have them. We've all got issues. And there's always a step for us to take. And, and so today, I want to tell you that there's no better time than right now. No better time than right now to take a step. In fact, Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians 6, 2. He says, I tell you, now is the time. Not next week, not tomorrow, but now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Everybody say, maybe it's time. Maybe. Say, now is the time. Okay, all right, so I'm going to give you four things that, that I believe today. And the first one is this, that maybe it's time for you to go all in with God. To just go all in with him. If the first step of God's vision for our lives is to know him, then we've got to go all in. Because you, you really can't know God until you've gone all in. Some of you are kind of kicking the tires of Christianity. Maybe you're watching online right now and you're, you know, it's just one of those things that you come across every week and you're like, oh, City Hope's online. Cool, let's see what's going on today. And, and you're just kind of kicking the tires. But uh, some of you would say, man, my life really hasn't changed a whole lot since, since I gave my life to Christ. And I, I might say to that is maybe, maybe you have one foot in and one foot out. Maybe you're kind of straddling it a little bit. Well, I don't know, man, I don't know if this whole Christian thing is really for me because it's not, it doesn't seem to be working out. And I would just say, hey, go all in. It, Christianity is kind of an all or nothing relationship with God. Amen? We, we can't have it. It's not Burger King. You can't have it your way, right? It's, it's God's way. He, he, want, he has a plan and a purpose for our life. And I'm telling you that today could be a defining moment for your life. It won't be the only defining moment for your life, but it could be one of those moments that you look back on for the rest of your life and you say, that is the day that everything changed for me. That's the day I went all in. And Christianity doesn't work any other way unless you go all in. The only way you're going to see God's best for your life is if you go all in. And it's if you commit your whole life to God. Jeremiah 29, 13 says it this way, that that if you look for me just a little bit, you'll find me. No, it says if you go in all the way, if you go wholeheartedly, if you, if you sell out completely, you will find me. He says, I'll be found by you, says the Lord, and, and I'll actually end your captivity and I'll restore your fortunes. Man, I'll, I'll break some chains. I'll break some generational curses over your life if you'll go in all the way, if you'll go all in with me, says the Lord. So, so let's do that. So some of you, you're, you're kind of you're in and you're out. 
And you're, you're there, but then you're not there. Like you're here even in the service today, or maybe you're online and you're, you're just here. You're not really all in and engaged in what God is doing. Maybe you're watching online today. You're watching online, and you know how when you scroll online and the video keeps playing, it, it creates that box down there. And so you're doing that right now. You're, you're not even seeing me because you're scrolling, looking at other things, and you're hearing what I'm saying, and you're realizing that right now I, I, I'm doing exactly what he's saying, right? I'm just encouraging, go all the way with Jesus. Don't stop short. Don't just test it out. You, in fact, you can't test drive Christianity. It's, it's all or nothing. So, Pastor Ben, what do I have to do? Well, number one, you, you've got to surrender the control of your life to Jesus. It, do, it doesn't work if you're still in control of your life. Amen? You've got to surrender control of your life to Jesus. Salvation looks like complete surrender. Not my way, but your way. It's not dating God. It's not God is your sugar daddy and he's going to help you out of some messes. Come on. I sure, I sure hope God can help me pass that test. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Faith without works is dead, right? I mean, come on. God, so much more than that. We've got to surrender everything, complete control to Jesus. And he's not, if he's not at the top of your list, then he's really not on your list at all. He can't be Savior unless he's the first in your life. Some of you, you've surrendered your life to Christ, but you haven't gone through, you haven't followed through on the next step that he calls you to do, and that is to make your relationship with God public. I mean, you gave your life to Christ, but I don't know if I should let people know. Yes, you should let people know. Well, how do I do that, Pastor Ben? Through water baptism. Man, you, you, his, his command to us is after we come to know him as Lord and Savior, we, we go all in by making our faith public through water baptism. And I want to tell you that next Sunday... It's the first Sunday of September, and it's been a few months since we baptized somebody, all right? And I'm saying that next Sunday at 10 o'clock, we're going to have the baptism set up. And if you're watching online and you're thinking, well, you know, it's, I'll just wait until October because, you know, we're not in person right now with church, and, you know, it might be a little awkward. Come on. Next, next Sunday, September 6th. We're baptizing. Come on. Don't, no more excuses. Well, you know, Pastor Ben, I already have plans that next Sunday at 1130, I'm going over to Mama Nims for lunch. You know what Mama Nims is? It's Mama and them, but, you know, Mama and them. We're going to Mama Nims for lunch, and, you know, I don't want to go over there, you know, with wet hair. And Well, why not? Well, they, you know, they might ask some questions. Well, what's the big deal about that? You can just tell them that Jesus Christ has changed your life. You went all in and decided to go public with your faith. Come on, somebody. I'm just nudging you a little bit. I'm just kind of, I'm kicking you in the seat of the pants a little bit. Just say, let's go. No more excuses. Let's go. Let's make your relationship public with Jesus. Number two, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to find your people and love them big. This is, this is actually a quote from, from a, a young lady whose funeral I did this week. A young lady who, who passed away the week before. And she loved people big. It was obvious by the number of people who came to her funeral who stood in line to pay their respects to the family. And, and as I was thinking about this sermon, I couldn't get this phrase out of my mind. Maybe it's time for you to find your, your tribe, to find people, and to go all in with those people, to go big with those people. Because here's the deal. 
giving your life to Jesus is the most important thing you'll ever do. The second most important thing you'll ever do is surround yourself with the right people. You want to you, you wanna know, what do I do? Surround yourself with people who will lift you up, people who, in, who will encourage you. So find your tribe. Find your people and love them big. I say it this way, and I think, Pastor Caleb, you should start telling the students this, all right? So just take notes of this one, all right? This is a good phrase. That if you show me your friends, I can show you your future. And it's nothing special about me. I just think that if we look around the people that we hang around, sometimes we start to look like them and act like them and become like them. And I'm just saying to you today, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. If you don't like who you're becoming, maybe it's time for you to get some new friends. Oh, Pastor Ben, you're just being, you're being legalistic. You're being judgmental. I'm just trying to save you some heartache over the years. I'm just trying to save you some, some heartache and, and so, well, Pastor Ben, what do you want me to do? What do I do about this? Well, today, the fall semester of small groups kicks off today. Yeah. Come on, somebody. I've been, I've been needing to find some friends. I'm just waiting for that next small group semester to kick off. Today is the day. Cityhopefamily.com slash small groups. You can find all the groups right there online. There's, there's several, I mean, I think there's probably close to two dozen groups to choose from, and I believe that now more than ever, we need small groups, we need community, we need relationship like never before. Because coming out of this pandemic, people are saying, I'm disconnected, I'm isolated, I don't have any friends. This is where you make those friends. This is where you find those relationships. Small groups provide you an opportunity to take off the mask and to say, hey, I need some prayer. It gives you an opportunity to say, hey, I, I don't have it all together. It's a place where you can build some relationships. You can build some friendships and get close enough to some people where you can say, I need some prayer. I'm going through this issue at home. My family's dealing with this. My son is addicted to that. We're having this financial issue. It gives you a place to just take off the mask and be real and show your scars and show your wounds and give God an opportunity to heal you. Amen? Pastor Ben, I just don't trust people. I can't. I, I, I just can't do that. Well, I would tell you that you will always be as sick as your secrets. Always be as sick as your secrets. So open up. Find some people. Get around some people that you can trust. So what do I do, Pastor Ben? Join a small group. Join a group, get in a group, start doing life with people. You, you, can, you can do that starting today, starting today. And I'm, here's my encouragement to you. Let this fall be marked by new relationships, new relationships. And some of you, if, if you're honest with yourself, you're in a relationship that's unhealthy. It's in a dating relationship. And, and maybe there's some things going on that you know, it's just, it's not healthy, it's not godly. And, and you've been thinking to yourself, I just need to end it. And I want to give you the courage right now to just take out your phone, okay? You're going to take out that phone, and you're going to say to that boyfriend or that girlfriend of yours, and you're going to say, hey, I, I'm sorry to have to break up with you over text, but uh, it's, it's over. Cause, see, see, because what had happened was, was I'm tired of being used by you, 
so I don't have any use for you. Mm, I'm fitting to preach. I'm tired of being used by you, so I don't have any use for you. Hey, God's blessed. God best to you, but hey, I, I'm, we're, we're gonna, we're, it's over, all right? It's over. So it's time for some of us, like Proverbs says, to walk with the wise. What happens when we do that, Pastor Ben? We become wise. We get some wisdom because the companion of fools suffers harm. He ends up in trouble. He ends up in, in jail. Let's walk with the wise. Get in a group today. Get in a group today. Number three, the third thing that I just believe I want to nudge you in today is maybe it's time that you discover your God-given gifts. I mean, you, you, every one of us are, are created on purpose for purpose. Maybe it's time for you to discover your God-given gifts. And, and um, I think sometimes we just get used to paying the bills, working our job, working nine to five, right? Just kind of doing our thing going through the motions, but there's so much more than just going through the motions, that God has a purpose for you. The way the Bible says it in, in Psalm 139, it says that all the days ordained for me were written in his book before any one of them ever came to be. That God had a purpose for my life. He had, he had days that were ordained for me. He had destiny. He had something real for my life. And you might be thinking, well, Pastor Ben, there's no way that God had anything to do with my life. I have, I've blown it. When, when Motley Crue wrote Hooligan's Holiday. Is that who wrote Hooligan's Holiday? I don't know. Them or Metallica. I don't know. I can't remember which one. Or why I'm talking about it right now. But... Hooligan's holiday. You may feel like, man, Jesus, God didn't have anything to do with my life. I was a hellion. I was a hooligan. I did, I did everything my way, and God didn't have anything to do with that, Pastor Ben. And you're probably right. He probably didn't have anything to do with those bad decisions. But I'll say it to you this way. You can get to Lawton through Gainesville. It's not the best way to go. Can we agree? I mean, it, it, it may take you a while, it's a detour, but in the same way, you were headed to Lawton in life, and somehow you got detoured over here, and God's telling you today that he can rewrite the rest of your story. He can still get you to Lawton. It might look a little bit different, but he still has a plan for your life. He has purpose for you. He has a destiny for you. I love that he never gives up on us. Ephesians 2.20 says it this way, that we're God's handiwork. Think about that. You are God's handiwork, his masterpiece, created in Christ. What was I created for, Pastor Ben? To do good works. You, you, you're, listen to me. You're not saved by good works. You're saved by faith. Amen? You're saved by grace through faith. But you were created to do good works you were created to, to live a life that means something. And so, so what does that look like, Pastor Ben? Well, he, he already prepared it for you. While you were in your mother's womb, in advance, he was preparing what he had prepared for you to do. And everything you've been through in life was preparing you for what he had prepared for you to do. Amen? I just believe that, that it's time for, for us Beep, beep. 
It's time for us to discover God's purpose for our lives. So how do I do that, Pastor Ben? Well, today we're doing something we've never done before, the growth track fast track. For those of you in the room, for those of you online, maybe right now you're listening to this and you're going, oh, tell me more. Well, today at 1130, right here in the sanctuary at Cedar Elm Campus, we're, we're going to do the growth track fast track. And that means we're going to do all four steps in one day. It's going to take us a few hours to get through it all. But for those of you who said, man, I really wish I could stick around to do growth track or, you know, one of these days I'm going to do it. I'm just saying, why not today? I'm just trying to remove the excuses as why you might say, I don't know if I can do it today. I, I don't know. Why not today? Well, you know, that's right around lunchtime, Pastor Ben. Well, we thought about that for you and we're, we're bringing in lunch for you. Oh, but you know, Pastor Ben, I have kids and I don't have childcare for them. We thought about that too, and we have child work, childcare workers lined up for you today so that you can be part of Growth Track Fast Track, all right? And we're going to help you discover purpose, help you, help you learn that you can do what God has called you to do. Well, I can't make it today. Well, then next week we start step one all over again. And we're squeezing four Sundays into one Sunday today at 1130. And I would love, love, love for you to be a part of that. Discover your purpose so that you can go make a difference. Amen? And that's, that's number four. Really, it, maybe it's time for us to just make a difference. Maybe it's time for us to make a difference. Do something that matters. Do something that really matters in this life. Well, what matters? What matters, Pastor Ben? I think sometimes if we don't focus on things that matter, we start focusing on things that don't matter. We start focusing on better car, bigger house, nicer clothes, whatever it is. And we, we start focusing on things that really don't matter. In the light of eternity, it doesn't matter at all. So what, what do you mean do something that matters? I'll say it to you this way. Every day that we live is one less day that we have on this earth. And so when you boil it all down, eternity matters. It matters more than anything. Where, it matters more than where you live, where you go to school, what job you have. It matters more than what people think about you. It matters more than, than what, they, what they say your home value is worth. It matters more than that. Eternity matters. It matters. Now, if I could leave you with this one thing, if you don't remember anything else, remember this. It's the reason we do what we do here. It's the reason why our vision is our vision, that we help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose so they can make a difference. It's the reason we do what we do. It's, it's the reason why we moved here two years ago to start this church. Because eternity matters. It's the reason why this fall, you're helping plant 51 churches across America. 20, I, I believe it's 39 online churches are launching this fall with 12 in-person services. In-person churches launching this fall. You're a part of that. Why do we do that, Pastor Ben? Why do we do that? Because eternity matters. 
Why do we do outreach in our community? Why do we do first Saturday serves every, every month? Why do we do those things? Why, why do we bless the teachers? Why do we make a difference the way that we do? Because eternity matters. Why do we send money to Pakistan and Uganda and Cuba? Because eternity matters. Why are you making a big deal out of September the 20th? Why are we doing at the movies or the legacy offering or, or Christmas Eve services? Why? Eternity matters. So here's what I need you to do. We're coming up on our, our first in-person service here where we're, we're opening up for the public on September the 20th. And what I need you to do is, is think and pray about some unchurched people that you can have sitting next to you on that Sunday why Pastor Ben because eternity matters that at the end of the day God has given us responsibility with people and he's put people in our lives and in a real way he says their blood's on your hands I'm putting you in their life for a reason so, so what do you want me to do Pastor Ben what, what do you want me to do there's, there's a few things. That September the 20th, this, this month, um, excuse me, September is one of the best times of the year to invite people to church. And so if, if you're going to get a yes, you might get one for at the movies a few months down the road, but this month is probably your next best chance to get a yes to come to church with you. And I'm asking you to do three things. Number one, I'm asking you to pray. I'm asking you to pray for whoever it is that you're inviting. Ask the Lord to highlight who he wants you to bring. Who's he speaking to your heart? Who's he asking you to bring to church? Pray for them. Pray, pray for them because they need more than a church. They need an encounter with God. They need a life-giving experience with Jesus Christ. Pray that they have this spirit of wisdom and revelation, that they have an aha moment where they go, that's what Christianity's all about. I don't know what they have, but I want that. I want that. Pray that they give their lives to Christ. Number two, invite them. Give them an invitation. Invite them to be a part of, of, of that service with you. Don't just ask them to come, but say, hey, I'll meet you in the parking lot. I'll meet you by the coffee station. We can sit together. If you want, we'll go to, church. We'll, we'll, we'll go to, we'll go to lunch afterwards. I'll, I'll be there with you. Invite them to be part of that day with you. And, and then serve serve so many of you we have a dream team room full of people this morning so many of you sitting at home today there's ways you can serve maybe you're being cautious about getting back into church and I would say there's ways you can serve there's ways that you can be involved there's ways that you can make a difference even while being cautious and I'll just say serve some of you, you you were serving one you were worshiping one before the pandemic hit I'm saying we need you to serve. We need you to make a difference because every soul that comes to know Jesus Christ is a, is a touchdown on your scoreboard. Come on. Everybody who, gets to, everybody who comes to know Jesus, it starts from the parking lot. It starts from the signs that they put out on the road to the flags that are in the parking lot to the person driving them on the golf cart to the greeters at the front door to the coffee that's being made with love and care and caffeine. Come on, somebody. It, it's, it's the production and worship. It's everybody working together, together to help set the atmosphere where people can come to know God. That's what it's all about. 
It's what it's all about. So I need you. I would say more than that, God, he needs you. Really, Pastor Ben, you think God needs me? Really, at the end of the day, he could do whatever he wants. But he chooses to be in relationship with us and to use us as his vessels, as his people. And so I want to ask you, would you just bow your heads with me today? And let me, um, let me close with prayer right now. I want to pray for you because I, I know that there's a next step for, for you in this place today. Maybe, maybe it's time for you to go all in and there's some things that you need to do in life. There's some things that you need to do with your relationship with God. Maybe it's being baptized. Maybe that's your next step or maybe, maybe it's getting in a group. Maybe you've just kind of been, you, you've been waiting to see what it's like. You've been kicking the tires and maybe it's just time for you to get in a group, go to a small group. Maybe it's time for you to go through the growth track and join the dream team so that you can make a difference. I don't know what your next step is. But if you are here today and you say, Pastor Ben, I know I have one. I have a next step and I need, I need to take some things serious in life. This message is for me. You're, you're kind of, you're nudging me today. If you're here this morning and you would say, you're talking to me, Pastor Ben. I want to pray for you. If that's you, just lift up your hand right where you are. Just let me pray for you. If that's you online, we're going to give you an opportunity to acknowledge that with prayer partners. If that's you, Pastor Ben, you're nudging me today. I need, I need to take some steps. God bless you. God bless you. Who else? Amen. Hey, I, I need to take next steps, y'all. Everybody does. So God, today, right now, I pray for those who are, they're trying to go all in with their relationship with you. They're trying to go all in with their with, with, with what you have for them. I'm asking you, Lord, would you do a work? Would you give them the power and the boldness and the courage to take those next steps today? For baptism, for those who, they need to be baptized. They're, they've been living for you. They've, been, they've gone all in, but Lord, they, they really haven't made their relationship public with you. I'm asking you today, Lord, would you speak to their hearts and give them courage to take that step, to go public with their faith. For those who need to be in groups, they need a new set of friends. They need some people around them that will lift them up and encourage them and, and strengthen them and be there for them. For those people who need to discover their purpose, there's a destiny for them. God, I'm asking you, reveal it. Make it clear today in Jesus' name. And with your heads still bowed, if you're here and you say, Pastor Ben, I don't even have a relationship with God. Everything you just prayed about is what I want. But I got to start from scratch. I need a life-giving relationship with God. And you're talking to me today. I need salvation. I need to fully commit my life to Christ. And I'm tired of running. I'm tired of doing things my way. I'm tired of being in control. I'm, I've drifted from God. I'm distant from Him. I feel the weight of my sin. I feel the guilt. I feel the condemnation. I feel the shame of my past. And I'm ready to release that to God. I'm ready to turn it over to Him today. I'm ready for Him to take control of my life today. And if that's you, would you just slip up your hand right where you are today in this room? God bless you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Who else would say, that's me, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. I see you. I'm proud of you. This is the best decision of your life, the, the, the best moment of your life. Who else would say, that's me, Pastor? That's me. Come on, let's pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, I give my life to you. 
I'm tired of running. Tired of doing things my way. Will you forgive me? Will you cleanse me? Will you wash me? Make me new? Give me a fresh start? A new beginning? A clean slate? I'm desperate. I need you. And from this day forward, I'm going to choose my friends better. I'm going to live for you the best way that I know how. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate right now. People giving their lives to Jesus today. Come on, everybody. Amen.